This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Got a love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it and follow me on Instagram at shallonxo and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back, Shalloners. Well, I'm not sure about you, but where I live, spring is sort of in the air. I mean, sort of. It's a balmy 42, downright tropical. It feels like summer, but hey, considering it was negative 17 the other week, we will take it. And spring is about renewal, rebirth, right? Emerging from the gloom and the boredom and the grayness of winter into something vibrant and vigorous. And we always want to do that too, right? We always sort of, we feel that spring in the air and we're like, ah, I want to travel. I want to get out there. I want to make out with boys. I want to put on a bikini. I want to eat a bunch of fun, delicious fruits. But then we realize, oh man, man, maybe we should have been doing more work on ourselves over the winter, right? Maybe we should have been hitting the gym, not hitting the, you know, candy pantry. Maybe we should have been reading more books and scrolling a little bit less. Maybe we should have been like seeing friends, hanging out with family, because now that things are opening up, we're going to be getting back out there. I get it. But it's not too late. We can still do a lot of work on ourselves. And it really... We're going to talk about this a little bit later, but doing work on ourselves, it can seem super fun at times. It can seem super hard, but actually what it is, is much less time commitment kind of than you think. If you ask yourself the right series of questions, you can get to a huge plane of like elevation and learning and leveling up so much faster than you think. So today we are going to be asking ourselves questions about fear. And today's mantra is going to be follow the fear. Follow the fear. I know what you're thinking. I don't want to follow my fear. I want to follow cheese. I want to follow hot boys. I want to follow cocktails. Yeah, me too. But if we can just spend a few minutes asking ourselves about the fear-based brain, about the negative messages we're giving to ourselves, we're going to get so much further, so much faster than if we just bury, bury, bury. So let's inhale through the nose. And out through the mouth. Oh, come on. We didn't get comfy enough before we did that, did we? All right. Loosen that jaw. Put your fingers on your jawbone. Wiggle it around. I do this for my dog and he like loves it. Pull on your ears. 
kind of tug on your eyebrows even, that feels nice just to relax your head in that third eye. Now we're going to do it again. We're going to breathe in through the nose and repeat our mantra. Follow the fear as we exhale. All right, let's get into it, shall you? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So this question is on the Shallow Gator Reddit thread where I source all of these questions. And, you know, if you guys have a particular thing you want addressed on the podcast and you're part of the Shallow Gator Reddit thread, definitely go there and like note that in the question or in the comments or something. A lot of times I see some really good stuff that you guys are bringing up, but I'll avoid topics and posts to cover on here if they've already had a lot of responses. Because look, you guys are really smart. Like take my job kind of smart. (laughs) So if there's like five, 10 responses, pretty much you guys have probably already said what I'm going to. So I look for things that maybe aren't quite as, you know, to the foreground. And this is one question that really resonated with me. And I think once we break it down, it's going to resonate with you. So a shalligator named Heartbreaker Chick wrote, why do I stop being an alpha woman when I get comfortable in a relationship? I start off all confident and independent, but eventually I start to fear losing them kind of too soon. I want to change that, but first I want to understand it. And one of you guys responded and said, I'm with you. When I start dating, I'm so confident, but once I care, I change and I become scared to lose them. Oh, I think this is, this is like the gift and the curse of a relationship. And this is what we should be doing, but also what we shouldn't be doing, depending on the place it's coming from. We have to be scared of losing the person we're dating. But scared should mean different things, right? We don't want to lose our boyfriend, right? We love them. We're bonding with them. We're getting closer. That's the point of a relationship. And if you think about what the alternative would be, it's like, well, I never modify my life. I never really let him in. There's no trust. There's no vulnerability. Then therefore, there's no love. And if there's no love, There's no real relationship. So why are you doing this? Why are you taking yourself off the market if you're not going to go all in? I'm a bad bitch and I'm I'm a tough cookie. But when I'm dating someone, I really I'm all invested in them. But I am that tough cookie. And even my mom has pointed out, she's like, it's your way or the highway. And maybe that's why you like to date younger guys, because they're like kind of in awe of you and you get to like call the shots. Like we're going to Italy on vacation. We're doing this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I, I, the guys I date are not shrinking violets. They are very, very alpha, even though they're younger. But still, she's not wrong. And I think that comes from being in too many relationships. And I am putting heavy quotes around the word relationships. Because they were basically, at best, situationships where I had no power. I had, I had no voice. I had no spine. I had no boundaries of my own. Why? Because I was desperate. I just wanted a boyfriend. Casting, now who's up next casting for the role of Shallon's boyfriend? Uh, you, you look like a bipedal human male. 
sounds good. I was not very picky. And that came through loud and clear to these dudes because desperation is truly like the strongest smell in the world. And so when I was in these situations, when I was acting all like confident and independent, and then I would veer into this clingy, I don't want to lose you, I'm not independent at all place, it was a fear-based reaction. And I realized looking back at what I was doing, that like independent thing, I, I just picture myself as like a little girl playing grown up. You know what I mean? I'm a boss bitch. Hashtag respect. Was I a boss bitch? No, I was a desperate bitch. There was nothing boss bitch about my behavior with guys and any sort of independence I was playing at was exactly that. It was, it was kind of a bluff. It was just a lot of hot air. And what's frustrating is I was an independent person. I was making it in New York City. I had cool jobs, amazing friends. I was traveling. I was hot. But it's like this one category of my life. I was just this turtle without a shell. I was like a balloon whizzing around the room after you cut its string, right? And then things started to change my life when I got comfortable being by myself. And that is a lot of work. That is work. I actually just commented this back to someone on YouTube because we have the video up that just went up about uh, sending nudes and about the James Charles scandal. And she's like, you know, I've noticed this, this, uh, Shalligator comments. She's like, I've noticed this change in you and you just seem stronger and more independent. You just seem, you just seem kind of bulletproof. And I was like, thank you. And that, that means so much to me because I really, over the last year have tried to do so much work on myself and self-work and self-care. It's more than just like journaling with a fun pen. (laughs) Like it's not just that. It's a lot of really sticky, stinky stuff where you have to look at your behaviors, that cringy horribleness that was driving bad situations, and get okay with it, you know? And it's not something we like to look right at. But now I can look comfortably at my past and be like, oh no, I was super desperate. So that was fueling why I was getting so clingy and why I was going through this huge shift of like, I'm so independent, I'm so fierce, I'm so badass, please don't leave me, right? And ironically, well, it's not ironic. It's the most predictable thing in the world. Guys didn't like that. It felt like a bait and switch to them. They thought they were signing up for this really confident, independent person who had her own life and wasn't going to pick apart every text message because she had better things to do. Surprise, you weren't. It's exactly what you're getting. A total nutcase, right? So they would drop me or they would pull away, which made me more clingy. And I know you guys have been there. Like I... Oh, and it's awful when you know that you're doing this, when you can feel it happening and it's like you can't stop yourself. It's like eating when you're just like Jeffrey Dahmer mindlessly like shoveling in Lay's potato chips at a party because you're anxious and you don't want to be there and you're like, what am I doing? I can't stop myself. I'm like a fucking pelican right now. Isn't it awful? You just feel like at the mercy of your worst self. It's terrible. So the way to combat this is to pull back and ask yourself, why are you afraid of losing him? Why? I mean, truly, like get really ultra granular. When you have those fear moments, I can't lose him. I can't lose him. Go deeper. Follow that voice. You know, we talk about intuition is like Oprah, just like calm and wise. And our fear brain is like Snooky, just like screeching and careening around. 
follow the Snooky voice. Sit her down. Be like, no, no, no. Explain to me why I can't lose him. Well, he, I mean, you're never going to find anyone who likes you this way. Really? Um, what are you basing that on? Well, uh, well, if you try to have an argument, like a, de- a debate with Oprah or Snooki, who do you think would be better at it? I would put my money on Oprah. I wouldn't really put my money on Snooki as the great rhetorician, a logician who could make incredible arguments devoid of fallacies. Like that's, that's really not what we see in her. And your fear-based brain is the same. If you look at it, if you really point your finger at it and are like, no, 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 explain yourself. You tell me why you've been living in my head and spewing all this nonsense. Justify your position, Snooky Brain. See what it says. My Snooky Brain at the time was telling me that I needed a boyfriend so that I could feel normal. I could feel on schedule. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> I publish books and I've got, I'm like an editor and blah, blah, blah. I'm doing all these cool things, but who fucking cares? Who cares? I'm not married. Never mind the fact that I didn't want to be married. That I'm sorry, but I don't view getting engaged as a particularly lofty accomplishment. Crafting a healthy relationship absolutely is a huge accomplishment. But as we know, those two things are mutually exclusive very often, right? You can get engaged to just, I mean, you could go to a bar and be like, yo, any of you fuckers want to marry me? And some doofus in the corner will be like, I will. Crystal's ex-boyfriend, right? But still, this was the metric of success. This was how I defined normal, on track, seen, worthy, valid. Part of that, I'm sure, dad issues, you know, just endless. They are always there swirling around. Part of it, society. Because the girls I knew at the time who were getting married, no one was asking about their career. No one's asking about that. Oh, that's great. You're a bride. But like, wait, how's that? Um, How's the law school thing going? Oh, you dropped out. Oh, oh. No one was asking that. They're like, you're a bride. Yay. So to me, I viewed like getting engaged and having a, or at least having a very serious boyfriend as like the silencing of some critics, right? Even if those critics existed kind of in my own mind, like I don't know that anyone else was super focused on what I was doing with my vagina as usual, as fucking usual. Nobody is focused on anyone's lives but their own. And that's like why it's so weird when like big celebs have like crazy stalkers and internet trolls. It's like, it's so contrary to human behavior to care about anyone's life but your own. You know, I mean, that's Darwinistic survival. We have to care about like us and ours. Like your children, yes, you're focused on your children, but that's an extension of your life. If you think about it, your family. If your family unit, your friends, but really at the end of the day, it's it's the you show, right? It's the Shallon show, it's the Caitlin show, it's the Michaela show, it's that show. <laughs> and it should be. We should always be our own first priority. But still, I was convinced that having a boyfriend was the only metric of success. So I was super focused on it. And surprise, surprise, being desperate to have a boyfriend is truly the most repellent thing to boys. So look at what that fear-based brain is telling you, right? But there's another side of this. There's another side of this. There's healthy dependence. I hate to use the word dependence because, ugh, I mean, who wants, you're not, no, you're not, 
we're actually not dependent on guys. Whatever you think a guy gives you, you can probably outsource. I mean, he might be giving you money. He might be financially supporting you. In that case, girl, you need to make your own money because the only independence is financial independence. If you don't have that, you really don't have anything. I mean, think about it. You probably don't need to think about it. We've all been there. Whether we're dependent on our parents or on a job that we despise or on our credit card debt or whatever it is. But there is a healthy degree of, let's call it bonding. <laughs> let's call it bonding. <clears throat> I think you have to shift into that role of, I was so independent and I don't need no man to. Can you open the peanut butter? There's a spider in the shower. I need you to kill it. My windshield wipers aren't working. Can you just like look at them? I am extremely independent, but I know what I don't know. I know my weak spots. I'm not handy. I'm not techie. And so if I have a guy in my life, I demand that he bring these things. He has to be very good with his hands. I mean, you know what I'm saying. But like, not just in that category, but like he's got to be able to fix things. He's got to be able to work a drill, fix a car engine if it breaks down by the side of the road, kill our dinner if we need to. Like, I live in Montana. This is just kind of like the baseline for dudes. One of my guy friends, oh my God, from New York wanted to move here. And I'm like, I love you, Thomas, but you are going to get eaten alive in Montana. Like, you don't know how to do anything. He's like, neither do you. And I'm like, I'm a girl, though. I'm a girl. It's cute that I don't understand the difference between an elk and a moose, okay? I mean, I do. Because guys, it makes it, oh, I'm so masculine. I can fix this thing for her. They're going to they're gonna love it because they can add value to my life, right? Uh, girls aren't super psyched to help a dude be frankly, a dude, you know, like as Montana defines a dude. So I was like, do not move here. You go to, I don't know, Vermont. That sounds about your speed. <laughs> so I present as very, very independent. You know, I'm, I'm a tough cookie. I'm a bad bitch. But then I also shift into my duality, my multidimensionality. And I'm like, hey, I, I'm, I don't understand this weather. I don't, know how this thing works on my car. I hit a deer and I'm freaking out. That isn't weakness to me. To me, that's a preservation of energy. I'm not going to pretend like I know how to build a fire. I, I know how to do almost nothing. Like my Tinder bio is, I hope you like bad girls because I'm bad at almost everything. <laughs> because I, and I am. Like I'm not going to pretend that I know exactly how to work everything. It just, But that gives guys a role in my life. Whereas if I do act I know it all. I know everything. I'm never asking for help. Bah, bah, bah. Guys feel very shut out. Men communicate to solve problems. Women communicate to build relationships. That means men are fundamentally purpose driven, right? It is their hardwiring to provide, to produce, to be of use. We can't deprive them of this because why would we? To prove that we can do it all? I, I could learn to do all these things. I'm not stupid. I could learn. I don't want to. Our book club selection right now is essentialism, right? And this, oh, the, you can click it right down in the description. I put a link right down in there. It's incredible because it is not just a great, 
sort of roadmap for how to streamline any sort of business that you're doing. Because a lot of us don't have businesses yet and we don't need to. That's fine. But how to streamline socialization, how to cut people out that you aren't into, how to say no to things, whether they're social, business, family obligations that don't serve you. And the main thesis of this book is it's not about doing everything. It's about doing the right things, the things that matter and letting go of this, I've got to do it all mentality. Because the only people who have this mentality, I've got to do it all, truly are women, right? One of my friends is debating hardcore about having kids. She's like 36. So, you know, like it's a normal kid bearing age. And she's like, you know what? I'm the breadwinner in the family. I make more money than my husband. And if I have a baby, I don't get to stop working. I just also have to be mom. And my schedule is not exactly empty right now. I'm never bored. I'm never just laying around. I'm so busy. And I'm like, shit, man, ain't that the thing with women? Like, yeah, we don't, we have to do it all. And we're told that we should do it all. And you can do it all but just not at the same time. But I'm getting off topic. I'm getting off topic. But I'm saying that this whole concept of essentialism is really guiding how I date. And it's taking the pressure off of me to be like so independent all the time. First of all, acknowledging that a man has certain values and certain roles in your life gives him value. It, it is validating to him. It's, do you want to date a guy who like doesn't need anything from you? And I, I mean need in a positive way. You know, he needs your love, your empathy, your chocolate chip cookie recipe. Like you're providing value. We've all dated people who don't seem to need us and therefore don't seem to want us around. And it's like you're just banging on this block of ice. So if you're finding yourself making a shift into, I don't want to say dependency, but bonding, that doesn't feel like it's coming from a fear place, that's okay. That's okay. Relationships are about mutual sort of like vulnerability, right? And to be a little bit more dependent on someone or say, hey, like I need you for this and I don't know how to do this. And yeah, I'm a bad bitch in the boardroom, but ugh, I'm really confused in the kitchen. Can you teach me how to do this? That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make us any less independent. Like I said, I know what I don't know. I know what I'm bad at and I know what I don't want to do. So I am totally fine asking guys for help in certain categories. But this is not typically how I was. I was raised by a single mom. My The men in our family are just sort of like footnotes. They're very ancillary. Um, it's like, oh, you, I, I'm so sorry. I forgot you were there. It's the women running the show. We are true, truly a matriarchy for like four or five generations. And we, I mean, my mom has flipped, I don't know, dozens of houses, dozens. Same with my grandparents. Like it's a whole real estate thing. And like she can do everything almost anything construction-wise that a guy can do. Or if she can't physically do it, she can tell you how to do it. She knows what it is. And I'm just not that way. I'm, my mind is just not hardwired that way. It's all my houses she has to kind of like do and take care of. Ugh, I just can't do it. I'm like, I can pick out the pillows, but that's it. What is a drywall? <laughs> and I'm trying to learn. I'm trying. But that was a great source of shame for me for many years that I wasn't handy. And so I was like, I am not asking for help. If I need to move, no one is helping me. I'll drive myself to the airport. Rah, I'll hang my own pictures. And I would, I would just end up so frazzled because again, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. So it's very, very important to pick and choose what you're letting into your life, right? Now that I've gotten older, 
And I, it's ironic that you would think being so independent is such a marker of confidence. And actually, for me, it wasn't. Now that I've gotten older and I'm truly confident, I am confident enough to say, no, I'm, I don't want to hang those shelves. I, I'm sure I could figure it out. I could watch YouTube videos and cry my way through them because I'm so confused. I don't want to. I don't want to build that stupid dresser. I'm going to hire someone to do it. And you know what I'm going to do with that time? I'm going to take a bubble bath. I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I'm going to read. I'm going to look at nature. I'm going to scroll on Instagram. I'm going to do something that I just enjoy. And I don't need to like really explain that to anyone. I am picking and choosing. And there is nothing more confident than a woman who has enough boundaries and self-respect and confidence to pick and choose. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.